Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the GeForce Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts. Unfortunately, there are many challenges facing society. One of the most widely discussed issues is climate change, specifically the impact of humankind having on the changing climate trends we see. What was previously grouped under the term global warming, we've seen many irregular weather and climate patterns pop up in the last few years, with many scientists linking these to the increases in humankind's carbon footprint. In order to help combat this risk, governments around the world have started to intervene by implementing laws and guidelines with the intent to help reduce our carbon footprint. Now, this episode isn't an attempt to dive in and determine the effectiveness of these policies, but rather to address the real elephant in the room. Being a car enthusiast is not the best hobby for reducing our carbon footprint. In the United States, one of the biggest legislative actions to help mitigate increases on human-induced climate change is the Clean Air Act. Now, contrary to common belief, or maybe I'm just an idiot and this was surprising to me, the Clean Air Act is over 50 years old. It came out in 1963, with several amendments since then. The intent was to help improve the air quality in America as it transitioned from a heavily industrial country into a post-industrial growth. In 1970, the Clean Air Act enabled the then newly formed Environmental Protection Agency to establish the National Ambient Air Quality Standards, making air quality targets government official. Nowadays, when we think about the Clean Air Act, the most common thought is not on factory emission output, although this is a huge part of our country's emissions, but rather on cars. Within the car community, the Clean Air Act is somewhat feared and respected, as it's waiting to slap those who modify their cars inappropriately with massive fines. Case in point, the TV show The Diesel Brothers was fined close to $1 million for modifying diesel truck exhausts to cheat on emissions tests and then selling them from their shops to the public. Huh. Cheating on diesel tests. Never heard of that before. Anyway, cases like these are part of the reason many in the car community hesitate to modify their car extensively. Even non-exhaust modifications can be violations to the Clean Air Act, or it can even contradict the state-level version of these guidelines. The most notorious state for these strict guidelines on emissions has to be California, with their strict smog and star smog testing required for vehicles to be road legal. So there are a lot of environmental regulations that are causing car enthusiasts to rethink modifying their car. So what? At least they can still enjoy their gas-powered cars, right? 
Well, here's the deal. Part of the fun with having a car, specifically an enthusiast car, is making it your own. Modifications, although rarely necessary, are a key part to the car experience. There's the fun in getting to improve a car, changing the driving experience. And there's also the aspect of understanding that most cars come as mass-produced vehicles, and getting to modify them is making your car your car. It's got stuff specifically for you and designed with you in mind. With the exhaust, for example, oftentimes the car comes from the factory with overly muffled intake and exhaust noises. So freeing those up even a bit can really help improve the auditory aspect of driving. Now, if we had to sacrifice this aspect of car culture, car mods for street legal vehicles, in the name of the Clean Air Act, I think car enthusiasts would have less of a case against these environmental guidances. The trade-off here, on paper at least, is potential improvements to air quality at the cost of emotional enjoyment of cars by car enthusiasts. Would I be happy giving up all car mods? Absolutely not. But if there were scientific evidence that certain mods were making significant impacts on the environment, I think I'd relent and move away from those types of modifications. That being said, the struggle of being a car enthusiast and having to work with the Clean Air Act goes further. The Specialty Equipment Market Association, known as SEMA, calls out that updates to the Clean Air Act could not only impact consumers for road cars, but also for track builds. SEMA are a group that represent many of the aftermarket tuning and parts companies in the automotive space, with their claim being they are by extension representing the car community as a whole. SEMA have raised a specific concern with the EPA's enforcement of the Clean Air Act. Specifically, it's they think the EPA is extending too far beyond the road use guidances. The understanding here is that track cars can also come under this scrutiny too. In the current interpretation of the law, the EPA can technically enforce emissions restrictions used for road cars on cars that were once road cars but are now solely used for competition or non-road purposes, i.e. track cars. Why does this matter? Well, this hits the car world in two key ways. From the consumer perspective, this will tie up to the earlier point about car mods, but will now apply to those enthusiasts who want to build a dedicated track vehicle that will not be used for driving on public roads. This even further discourages car enthusiasts from participating in car activities. On top of that, the only way to drive a car at a track, either for normal or competitive purposes, is to either A, use a mildly modified road car, which we have discussed before, doesn't work so well, especially in a competition setting, or B, to buy a car that came from the factory as a track car. With option B, these vehicles are generally very expensive. 
So in essence, there's a strong argument that the EPA's enforcement of the Clean Air Act to this extent discriminates against those enthusiasts who can't afford to get their own factory spec track car. Now the other way this impacts the car industry, and this is probably the key point SEMA are raising, is that this enforcement by the EPA discourages businesses for the aftermarket auto industry. The idea is that if consumers are using less car parts or there are tighter restrictions on car parts used for track cars, consumers are going to buy less of them and businesses will suffer. Per SEMA, the auto industry and the aftermarket industry specifically is worth over $2 billion each year in America. And any enforcement to this extent of the Clean Air Act would impact so many small businesses in this industry. As such, SEMA has introduced a bill called the Recognizing the Protection of Motorsports Act. The RPM Act is a call to action for government officials to place restrictions on how the EPA enforces the Clean Air Act to protect this hobby and the business of supplying this car industry. There are signs of support from both of the major American political parties for the RPM Act, so this could be a good sign for car enthusiasts. But here's the question, is the RPM Act really necessary for most car enthusiasts to still be able to enjoy cars? I mean, we are still allowed to make some modifications to our road and track cars. There are also counter arguments to the RPM Act, with groups calling out the assumptions that SEMA's used to build this act. One group, the Union of Concerned Scientists, challenges the narrative of why SEMA created the RPM Act. They claim it's a front to protect diesel truck modifications. Generally, diesel vehicles are the highest gross polluters for personal vehicles. And it's pretty true that the RPM Act would reduce the EPA's ability to monitor diesel emissions for aftermarket parts. The Union of Concerned Scientists claim that there is no evidence of amateur racing participation being impacted by the EPA's enforcement. So basically, they're trying to pull the cloak off of the RPM Act and show it as being just a Diesel Protection Act. So what's my take? First of all, I gotta say, my two cents doesn't really matter so much. I'm just one voice taking in some facts here and there and saying my two cents on it. I think reducing our carbon footprint is extremely important. In fact, I'm gonna go as far as to say I know it's important. But I also think the Clean Air Act could use some more refinement to better handle car culture. I am all for stricter regulations on diesel trucks. Sorry my diesel folks, it's just kind of a widely accepted fact that diesel is just a more gross polluter that needs more work to reduce the exhaust pollution. But restricting diesel truck emissions can be done without a risk to the rest of car culture. So I think parts of the RPM Act should make it into the Clean Air Act as a new amendment. 
What are your thoughts on this situation? Do you agree with the premise of the RPM Act? Or do you believe that the EPA should have significantly more control over what gets put on the consumer vehicles? Let us know on Twitter at GeForce Podcast.